Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 51 of Forever Strength. I sometimes get the numbers wrong and Bailey holds me in check on that. So I'm Andrew Coates and I'm here with Bailey Lau and we're in between guests this week. So we're going to talk to you guys about finding your why and it's not about the book Start Start With Why by Simon Sinek, but I guess there's some overlapping themes if you guys have read it. So Bailey, what do you got for us? Yeah, so finding your why is essentially finding that deep emotional reason behind wanting to change. Um, a lot of people skip this step, especially when they're starting out with fitness. They just they just know that they want to change, but they don't want to be honest with themselves about why they want to change, um, which just kind of, it doesn't set you up for success if you're sort of avoiding the reasoning behind it. But um, so it's really important to find your why. Um, you can do, if you've already started in the gym, there's no reason why you can't find it now. Um, but yeah, supervi- superficial whys or goals, they just won't keep you going through the tough times, right? So if you're not honest with yourself and you don't get into the deep emotional reasonings behind wanting to change, um, it gets easier to do things like skip the gym, um, you know, half-ass your workout, stuff like that, because the only thing that you're thinking about is, oh, exercise is good for me. I I have this goal I want to get to, but it's just, you know, it's a really important thing that just shouldn't be skipped. <laughs> and it's okay to default to discipline. I mean, you want a foundation of discipline and habit, mm-hmm. but you're right. Let's say you're someone who wants to be a role model to young children. That's a powerful you know, emotional motive. If you want to, there's a post that I shared recently from a young woman. Oh, goodness. I actually have to read this post because this is absolutely glorious. This gets right to it. And she wrote, I've seen versions of this before. Her name is Elizabeth Davies. She said, training for my summer body, quote, fuck no. I'm training for my old lady body, dense bones, strong muscles, a healthy heart, good balance, functional independence. And I've shared before and I've seen other people share. It's like, do you really... Like think about when you're much older and like if anybody's ever like seen or or heard of people who literally needed help to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and there's no shame in that. But what if you could start something today that could lessen the likelihood of needing help with these sort of things later in life that could dramatically improve not just the, your longevity, but the quality of life that you get. And if you really tap into these things, this stuff might motivate you on a day where you're like, I don't feel like it. Yeah. Which they come often. (laughs) Um, I mean, you and I have been training for (laughs) a while in the gym, but those days they're inevitable. They just happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So yeah, the intrinsic, which is the internal motivators, those are the ones you want to be looking for. Extrinsic, extrinsic, whatever. External motivators uh, are good also, but again, they're they're a fine place to start, um, but they're not going to keep you going through the tough times. They're not going to keep you going back to the gym when, yeah, you just don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, and then there's this emotional decision-making versus logical decision-making. Emotional is that deep finding your why. Um, mm-hmm. And logical would be something like, I know I should exercise to be healthy. In your brain, you know that it's good for you. It's going to keep you uh, healthy um good for your body and then emotional decision would be something more i want to feel good about myself and be able to play with my kids or something and i love this because i've talked about this in other places 
I really don't think there's truly such a thing as a logical decision, choice, purchase, anything like that. And sure, you're going to be people listening going, oh, no, I'm a logical decision maker. No, everything is an emotional decision. Humans are great at a few things. One of those things is we are amazing at post-rationalizing why we do things. Okay, so this goes right to the heart of what we're talking about. And whether you purchase a car, and you can tell me all the reasons why you purchase this car. I, you know, it, it gets great gas mileage. It does this and this and this. When it boils down to it, a lot of people buy cars. Well, first of all, the color you pick out, if you have a choice, it's the color you probably like. There's a way that it makes you feel sitting in the seats of that car when you test drive it. Why do they, why do they let you test drive it? To see that you feel like you like it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people obviously go for the emotional desire of having like the sporty vehicle. Right? I like my Jeep Grand Cherokee. I just happen to like it. I like how it looks. I like how it feels. And there's also status in how other people perceive us for what we drive. Now, different mm-hmm. people are affected by different degrees of this. You get the person who's driving the Lambo is probably a pretty good example of an extreme end of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's something that it says about you if you are the the person who drives the, the smaller eco-friendly hybrid, that's also a commentary on the things that you value. And so how does that make you feel? So even the person who's, well, I'm doing it for the environment. No, you're doing it because of how you feel about caring about that and how others perceive you. And if yeah. we can cut through that crap that we tell ourselves about why we make the choices we make, and like you said, get right down to the true, what is the emotional underpinning of everything Mm -hmm. you will unlock your ability to make better decisions yeah and it's not so much that it's not a logical reason it's just that's not where it's coming from it's not where it's coming from and like you said we rationalize we feel something and then we rationalize later which totally makes sense i'll give one more example because people will find try to find exceptions be like well no i bought the minivan because i have kids sure but emotionally you want to be a great parent so the thing that underpins it all is a you want to be like the person who drives around the Ford Mustang and has kids like how do people perceive you there is it functional <laughs> no but like emotionally speaking the role of being a parent is the dominant piece of identity so mm-hmm. and I, I like using those examples of car buying to kind of cut through that so yeah, yeah. what yeah. what else you got another thing would be that people get confused is why versus goals. Mm. Um, the goal is a specific thing that you want to achieve. Um, it can be, obviously it's going to be attached to your why, um, it keeps you accountable. Um, you can have long-term, short-term goals. Um, the why though, it's attaching a specific meaning to that outcome. Um, there's a reasoning behind it. And usually it falls into pain avoidance or pleasure seeking or some sort of positive outcome. Mm. Um, pain avoidance would be something like, I don't want to need help when I'm older to get off the toilet, like you mentioned. Um, a pleasure-seeking one would be, I want to be able to run with my grandkids, right? Stuff like that. Um, so they're both still emotional-wise, uh, but they just come from different places. Um, and then, yeah, the why too, it can change, but usually it stays pretty consistent. Over your lifetime, obviously things are going to change where, you know, when you're young, um, you want to feel good in your body. You want to be able to wear whatever you want to wear without feeling uncomfortable and tugging at your clothes, whatever. 
Uh, and then as you age, you get to be more worried and more aware of the effects of aging. And then that one becomes more of an important why to you. But usually they sort of stem from the same, the same emotional reasoning. We want to feel confident. We want to feel attractive. Mm-hmm. We want to, again, feel healthy. You're right. They do shift in proportion over time. But I think the 50 and 60 year old who is a little bit more health conscious about their choices versus the 20 year old would still like to look good and feel confident, mm-hmm. right? still underlie it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, of course, we're telling you why, but we, we need to tell you how to sort of get to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, we're going to go over how to create a plan for it. Um, so finding your why, again, you need to be very honest with yourself. Um, no more BS about all this logical stuff. It's nice, but um, even if you don't share your why with someone, which we would recommend that you do share it, but if you don't share it, you don't feel comfortable, at least know it yourself, right? Um, so from your why, you create goals uh, and then create realistic goals specifically. Um, you just want to keep asking yourself why until you get down to that emotional deep thing, right? And it would be really helpful for you to write it down. But um, you can set a short-term and long-term goals attached to that why, um, what's going to get you there, and build a plan that's realistic to you, your lifestyle, and more importantly, your commitment to that why and that goal. Um, And then, yeah, check in with yourself over time, readjust as you progress. Goals change quite often. And you also just described the sales process and the coaching process that a coach would apply to a client as well. So in a sense, you really are having a coaching conversation with yourself. And we are taught very early in our careers, if you come up through, you know, commercial gym chains or whatever, to find the quote dominant buying motive, which is just another way of framing the, the, the dominant emotional underpinning to all this stuff. So for the coaches listening, this is actually a playbook in being a good salesperson, being a good coach. And there's nothing wrong with actually being a good salesperson. And let's go back to the person who you're doing this for yourself. You are selling yourself on change, right? Sales is really anytime you influence someone else's or quite frankly, your own decision on something, you are selling. So sales is an essential skill to navigate life. If you're trying to convince your partner on which restaurant you want to go to or which movie you watch that evening, that's actually a sales conversation, right? You probably engage with those with Juliet all of the time. Yeah, yeah. Right? So at the end of the day, you really have to sell yourself. If you want, if you don't feel good, if you really don't feel good, your your emotional why is probably rooted in what you don't feel good about, right? Mm-hmm. You not feel confident. Do you not feel attractive? Well, that may be rooted in relationship stuff or the desire to spend time around people or be, feel attractive to people, right? Mm-hmm. Get to that. And then- Go really deep on that and go, is this enough? Is the pain of this enough to get me to want to change, right? And there's there's a saying, and I'll probably butcher it, but, you know, change happens when the pain of, you know, staying the same is worse than the pain of change, the discomfort. Yeah. yeah. Which is a, that's a good thing. I, I don't know, maybe you missed a word or two in there. I know I missed something. <laughs> I, I, know, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah very um so how to get to that why it would be ideal for you to set aside some time to do it 
even just setting aside 10 minutes, um, write it down would be more helpful because instead of talking to yourself in circles, um, you can sort of uh, ask yourself why, write down why, ask it again so you're not going back to that same, well, I want to look good, you know? Um, so ask yourself why multiple times until you get to that deep emotional answer that reflects how you feel. And that's that's it. And then, yeah, create the plan that goes goes with it. Here's something really important. Put the fucking phone and devices in another room. Seriously. Mm-hmm. There's something related to this. We are terrible at sitting in boredom and the discomfort of just having nothing to do and the allowing our thoughts to flow freely or think about these sort of things. How often have you been sort of in that situation immediately? Your phone is in your hand, social media app is open and you're scrolling. It's like a default setting for us now. So we, there, this is always cited, but there's a study some years ago where researchers gave people a choice. They put them in a room and they had to wait for, it was something like 15 minutes and they had two choices. They sit there and they literally could do nothing. They didn't have their phones or they could administer themselves electric shocks. And I think it was more than 50% of the men, and I think it was like 20 to 30% of the women, deliberately chose to shock themselves rather than sit and absolutely be left alone with their own thoughts. And apparently there were a few individuals that shocked themselves a lot. And this is a legitimate study, but it, it it's so illustrative of the fact that people are really uncomfortable just sitting there and having these like, letting their thought, thoughts flow freely or these uncomfortable conversations. So get the devices away from you, commit to the time and dig into everything Bailey said. She laid out the playbook for you. Yeah. We also have, um, for anybody listening, obviously this podcast is tied to our Forever Strength program. We do it four of them a year, 13 weeks progressive. We do most of the work for you. You have to show up in the gym and execute on what we plan, but we've got something as a bonus. So for anybody who is listening, maybe you've been a past member, maybe you've got a friend in your world. We're going to do a free five-week program. It's pretty detailed. We've got video links to everything, and we're going to give this to you guys totally for free. Now, the challenge with free is people then, well, they don't necessarily value things when they're free, But if you like it and you want more, guess what? In roughly about five weeks, we're going to start another intake on our next Forever Strength. And this could actually be a ramp up to that if you're really interested. So it's a little bit of a bonus. It's a little bit of a way to ease into it. And we're committed to doing, you know, great stuff with this stuff. And so is it actually free? Yeah, there's no cost involved with this one. We just want your email address. So we will trade you an entire detailed program if you'll give us your email address. So if this interests you, you can message either of us on on Instagram. It's the easiest place to get us. We will happily get you set up. This is ready to go right now. So you can start right away. Any more yeah. thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, it, initially it's sort of like a beginner program. We know that most of the people that join our program and it is catered more toward uh, intermediate advanced lifters. This is sort of a bridge for the people that maybe don't feel like they're quite there yet. Um, it's a bridge program as well as, yeah, to get them started with movement. Yep. We would love to work with you. So join us. We'll give you something nice and maybe we'll earn your trust and uh, you'll stick around with us. But maybe again, like I said, there's someone in your world who literally just, we've got it all laid out for them. So if someone, you know, wants to get started, it's a good intro for them. So share this with them. 
um, get them to reach out to us or you can connect us directly through a group message. And we're thrilled. Again, thank you everybody for tuning into these. We've had a lot of fun with them. I mean, wow, we're at like 51 episodes. We've missed a few weeks along the way. Sometimes our schedules are a little tricky, but I think we've been doing this just a little bit over a year now, which is most podcasts don't get anywhere near that far. So it's pretty cool. And uh, if you're not following Bailey yet, go follow her too. All right. So at Bailey Lau Fit, right? You got it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you all. And we should be back next week with a great guest if, if timing works out.